Go home. Go home. Go home. guys, and welcome to episode 103 of the Go Home Show. I'm your host, Eric Bedore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushaker. Brian, how are you doing today? I good. Oh, Jesus Christ. One of these days, it's just going to be a normal one. Uh, you guys, we're back. The 103rd episode, the last episode of the Go Home Show? No, it's not. No. Uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Um, unless I die in a plane, because I'm going to Boston. I'm... Do we, we'll, we'll still have time to record next week's episode, right? What do you mean? Like, you'll be back before then, we won't have to like... Yeah, I just said unless I die in a plane. Well, I mean, unless you die in a plane. Right, that's what I said. Unless, this is the last episode, if I die in a plane. Okay, good. Or if I go to Boston for some reason, like nuclear war, yeah. like everything gets wiped out, shit's fucked up. Like That's fallen out. Bar, yes, barring unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, but I feel like pretty high level in that game. Yeah. I'm still playing Fallout 4. Um... I'm pretty high level, so I feel like if the bomb goes off and I'm in Boston, I'll probably definitely be able to find my way around. Yeah, like fight off ghouls and super mutants, and I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I think until a bloat pie comes up, and then you'll oh, be fine. Fuck, I'll be scared. Yeah, because they make weird sounds. Yeah, they're gross. They're gross. The rad like scorpions them. and the mire lurks make funny sounds, and Ugh. I don't like it. Yucka pucka. They spooky. Yep, they spooky. Uh, but. Oh, Joe Corp says, don't worry, Kevin, we'll take your place on the podcast. That's good. Thank you. If the bomb goes off and we're all fucked, please continue the podcast with Kevin. Okay. The n- number three wrestling fan. Yeah. 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 Um, That's going to be good. Guys, we're here. We're doing another episode. We're having a good time. I got my Pride in Mexico shirt. Shouts out. Uh, I also took the time, and you can see this on the video version. Nice. Took off the uh, good work. Took off the WWE branded logo thing on the front with a knife. Just popped all the stitches off. So now it's this on the front, the Pride of Mexico. On the sleeve, there's some kind of apple that's on fire with wings. I don't know what that is. Isn't that like the burning heart thing from like Jesus? Yeah, it's from Christ. Yeah, this is, is a, kind of like kind of like a Christ shirt. And then on the back, can you see that? Yeah, but. League of Nations. Love it. So, I am the Pride of Mexico. Hello. I'm here. Uh, Shouts out. I think John sent that. I want to say it was John. So, thank you very much. Uh, But, Brian, we have bigger and better things to talk about. Like, uh, Adam Rose and Connor got suspended. (laughs) Darn. For drug, uh, well, wellness violations. Yeah, wellness violations. What do you think of that? Do you think they were doing uh, PEDs, or do you think they were doing, like, hard drugs? Adam Rose does not look like he does PEDs. No. Not anymore. He he used to be a lot bigger. Yeah. Well, this is his second wellness policy violation. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, from, like, almost two years ago? Yeah, from it? a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, also, no. this is Connors. His first one came in 2006. Oh, my God. And then he was released for three years, and then brought back, so he still has two strikes. They don't like the slate clean if you get released? Apparently not. (laughs) So. Damn. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Finally, now Victor can shine. (laughs) Thank thank you, Hosby. Do you think there was a part of Victor that thought that? Like, dude, this might be my opportunity. Yeah, it'll be like the Lucha Dragons. I'll get my push at the, what, um... Not the U.S. title, because they're not going to do anything with that. Dude, speaking of, like, have we heard a peep out of that fucking championship? No. We saw Kalisto once since WrestleMania, and it's when he was hurt on the outside of the ring. For the whole match. I don't know, man. Like, fucking weird. Eh, it's... It's a bummer. They should either just get rid of that title or uh, do something with it. Or maybe John Cena comes back and he pins Kalisto for it. Brian Smart, they should either do nothing or do something. Dude, fuck yeah, you fucking covered it right there. I I just mean they should... Can you hire this guy? Yeah. 
Well, Somebody hire this guy. It's, it's good writing. It's it's Dude. good as writing as any WWE writing. Do something. Or do nothing. Wow, fuck. You got all your bases covered. 50-50 booking. You fucking... <laughs> you fucking did that shit. Yeah. Yo, dog, I'm proud of you right now. Thanks, man. Fuck uh, yeah. On, on par with WWE. Goddamn right. Uh, in other news... Uh... I don't think much happened. Um... Scoot Tatum or... Oh, no. Still the same name. What, what did he leave off at? Should we check? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's check. Uh, Brian Scroop's brought to you by, Fido- by Fritos. Well, dude, hey, if Fritos can... Uh, can Fritos sponsor us? They, they might. Brian, can you pitch Fritos real Yo, quick? Yo, Fritos, what's up? If you've ever... Yo, Fritos, what's up? If you ever <clears throat> uh-huh. wanted to have mm-hmm. the beautiful taste of chili cheese Fritos in your mouth... Uh-huh. You can have that. Who are you pitching to? I'm pitching to the crowd right now. Oh, I thought you were pitching to Fritos. No, hey Fritos, what's up? Check this out. This is a promo. If you ever loved the taste of chili cheese Fritos in your mouth, all you gotta do is eat one bag. It'll last the whole day. Because all day long, all you be tasting them chili cheese Fritos, and they're so good. Now, if you don't like that, but mm-hmm. you like something a little bit sweet uh-huh. and savory, yep. that's when you pop in them twists. Uh-huh. Honey barbecue. They still make those? I think they do. Okay. Because low-income families love them. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And Fritos knows what's up. What are we doing? And that's why they put them in Taco Bell, too. People. People. (laughs) People are watching this and listening to this for wrestling stuff. And you just... I feel like that was really negative for Fritos. There's nothing wrong with being a low-income family. Stop saying it. Oh my god. Would you prefer I say poor? No, I don't want you to talk about any of these families. They're definitely the same people you see at El Pollo Loco Stop. buying a whole Stop. chicken. <laughs> I don't I don't like this. Yeah. I don't think well, you know what? I think Fritos was gonna give us money and mm. now that they're probably not. No, I just want Fritos. Cool man. They come with the that bean dip. Jesus Christ. So good. My dad fucking loves that stuff. Yeah. My dad loves that shit. He knows what's up. That is like the most white trash food. <laughs> but low income family <laughs> isn't okay. <laughs> At least mine was politically correct. <laughs> you think you mean to white trash people? <laughs> what are they gonna do? Watch this? They watch wrestling, they don't watch this. No, this is too highbrow. Yeah, this yeah, we're too highbrow of a show. <laughs> Uh, we're, there's a lot of we're steeped in irony. They wouldn't understand any of this. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, yes, yeah, that's me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. goddamn, I do like Fritos and the goddamn bean dip. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, Fritos, you will still consider this show for one of your many lucrative sponsorships. <laughs> Send Brian's all the Frito twists that you can muster. Yes, please. And uh, I'll just... Uh, I'll eat them on the air. Whoa, how about it? What a great audio podcast that would make. Oh, it'll be great. I'll eat it right next to the microphone. Uh-huh. Uh, Emma's Parrot says, which is a great name, I'll sponsor the show if you specifically disparage low-income families. Done. Done. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're, we're steps ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are, uh, the number one professional wrestling podcast on the internet, The Go Home Show. Uh, take that, low-income families. Yep. Uh, speaking of low-income families, Brian. Yes. Do we want to cover NXT or Lucha Underground first? Let us do NXT. NXT. Let's do it. NXT from Access. Uh, was there any other stuff that we need to cover before we got into it? I don't think so. Nah. Right? No, not really. Uh, well, I oh, get, to, Total Bellas. Total Bellas. Total Bellas is a show where the where Brie and Nikki are going to have their own reality show, and it's going to be like a Kardashian-style show. Hell yeah. Um, where I think they, like, made all these people, like, live in a house together for, like, a number of months. Oh, okay. Uh, it seems like, because they all keep coming back to, like, this house, and it's really fucking weird. Because it's, yeah. like, Brie Bella and Brian Danielson, and then uh, Nikki Bella and John Cena. And then it's their mom yep. and her husband, John Laurinaitis. Ace Crusher. Like, what the fuck? I saw a promo, and he has one line in it, and he goes, 
Are we a family or not? And it's like, oh, fucking Christ. Do you think when he was starting to wrestle, Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan was saying, man, I hope one day Johnny Ace is my father-in-law. That would be something else. I hope that he scoots around in his little scooter that says people power on the front. That was the best. Yeah. I hope he always wears a white shoot, white sh- like suit with mm-hmm. like a red shirt and a red tie. Mm-hmm. That's a good look. People uh, power, man. I I just love the idea of uh, of Daniel Bryan living in the house with John Cena. Yeah, right? Just at all. Yep. Fucking great. Just like at all. So excited. <laughs> so that's a show we're definitely not going to watch. Uh, so here's Access. Austin Aries against Angelo Dawkins. Uh, for those of you just joining us, Angelo Dawkins has still been on the roster for as long as we've been doing this podcast. You can go back and listen to, like, probably, like, single-digit episodes. Yeah. And we talk about... Dude, Angelo Dawkins is pretty cool. He's got something to him. Like, there really might be something here. He has not changed. Mm -mm. At all. At all. Not at all. We should go back and, uh, and read notes that we took from... From those episodes. That might have been before, like, we took notes. We should go back as far as we actually have notes. Because <laughs> I, ke- I kept all of mine in a book. I have mine. I have mine in my... I have notebooks. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't... Stop trying to make Angelo Dawkins a thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, for sure, stop trying to make... It's... He's not exciting in the ring at all. No. So, I don't know. Um, I guess that's the curse of greatness. Yeah. The irony of that. <laughs> At least they're doing something. He had the most, like, street vendor airbrush shirt I think I've ever <laughs> seen a, pro- a professional wrestler wear outside of, like, the 80s. Oh, it was great. It looked so ugly. Yep. Dude, fuck. Angelo Dawkins' gimmick of cycling through played-out black culture seems like it's a living hell for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. The curse of greatness, man. Yeah. Thank you, Hose B. Uh, there's a leg scissors headstand dropkick spot that uh, Austin Aries likes doing uh, where he gets in that head scissors and then he fights his way out into like a standing position into the dropkick. Uh, Dawkins puts on a front headlock and then lays down and yells, "This you're on Dawkins Island. I don't get that. I think it's a reference to, I think there's a basketball player that says something like that. Oh. I think. Okay. I'm glad that we all got that then. There's the reference. Uh, second rope neck breaker, uh, by Austin Aries, where he hangs, uh, Dawkins to the outside and gives him a neck breaker on the rope. Then the missile drop kick from the top hits his corner drop kick and then a rolling elbow. And there you go. Thoughts? Uh, Brian, thoughts? All about Austin Aries and none about Angelo Dawkins. Uh... Austin Aries has never looked more small. He looks tiny. I mean, he's not the biggest guy ever. He never has been. But, boy, he looks tiny yeah, he's in small. the WWE. Yeah, he's small. Uh, I do enjoy that they're not making that have to be part of his character. Like, oh, he can't get a rally. He can't get going to start. Yeah, they haven't said anything about him being small or like the underdog or mm-hmm. anything like that. He's just, you know, not a big guy. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that they're giving him a fair shake without making him be, ooh, the underdog, small guy. Yep. How's he gonna beat somebody like Baron Corbin or Angelo Dawkins? Oh, because he's a good wrestler. Yep. So I, I, I enjoy that. I just like to see uh better matches, uh matchups, I should say. It's not it's not his fault. He's been doing great. Yep. So uh in the chat, dude L just dude L says, Why does a small guy use a discus elbow as a finisher? Why not? What do you want? Do you want him to do a power bomb? Yes. What do you want? I want him to do a Batista bomb and, <laughs> and rip his tights. I like. I don't know what I don't know what he should be doing. If not, is that not a good finish? And it looked great. Asi- aside from having to turn around, that was my one comment from this. That was a that was a negative. He uh, he didn't know where the camera was, so he had to like, or they didn't, so they had to like turn around. And it looked a little bit. Um, clunky yeah but uh but i mean once he got him into the ropes for the rebound it looked it looked great the discus yeah. uh discus elbow hit really well and dawkins sold it like he got shot in the head mm-hmm. it was just like <laughs> he did it, he he did sell it really well uh so that's that match yep uh 
Hoopre in the chat says he should do a choke slam. That that's what I think Nia Jack's finisher should be. Uh huh. I think Nia Jax should use a, uh, a choke slam. I think that'd be really really cool. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think we've ever seen a woman. I'm sure China did one once or something like that. But for an official finish for for somebody, I think Nia Jax would pull that off. Yep. Uh, Samoa Jomo backstage, and he says that Finn Balor. Uh, sure, he beat him that the two times, but he's not going to beat him again. That was pretty much the gist of it. No way, Jose Brian. Are you are you still are you still waiting for No Way Jose? I I still don't know exactly who that is. No way, because he debuts this week. Yeah, tonight. Tonight on Wednesday. Yeah. That being said, I don't know what kind of show next week is going to be because I'm going to be in. Bastin. That's a good accent. Is that good? Yep. Talk like that when I'm there? Yep, please cool. do. Yep. I'm going to talk to cops like that. Would yeah. you say to me? Uh, a, I don't know what kind of show we're going to be doing next week. Are you doing watching with the go-home show? Because I'm not going to have time to watch Raw and NXT and Lucha Underground. That's uh, that's what I was asking at the beginning of the show. Oh! <laughs> I was saying, oh, are we going to have a regular show? or What do we do? Let us know. Tweet at us at go-home show or email us go-home show at make64.com because, uh, should have thought about that. <laughs> should have considered that one. Before you fly out today. <laughs> uh, No Way Jose, tonight, our review. Here's my preemptive review of No Way Jose. Wow, what a squash match against Steve Cutler. Danny Birch. Ooh, good. We'll shake on it. You saw it here first. Shake like Rocco. Uh, Bliss versus Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Tessa gets uh, heat on her throughout, and then she rallies, and then she gets hit with an elbow, and it stops her dead in her tracks. Alexa Bliss locks in a cravat. Cravat! I love cravats. And then Alexa Bliss hits the Bliss Flip for the win. Here are my notes on this match. Tessa Blanchard talks a lot. She's very loud. Um, She looks like her father. Yes, she does. Alexa Bliss is very tiny, and then she did, like, the choke, like the Undertaker and Kane do. Like, oh, I'm so mad. Like, the grab, like, the throat. Alexa Bliss did that. That's awesome. I love Alexa Bliss. It was just so weird. I know. It's like, for somebody that small to be doing moves like that is not normal, but I love how much of a heel she is, and she's really, like, just going for everything. I'll grab you by, you know, grab you with the choke, and just jocking, jowling at everybody, like, just being a bitch. It's perfect. I would have loved to see um, Blake and Murphy come out with her, but uh, whatever. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered to show up at Access. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tessa looked okay. This match was, like, a little rough around the edges, I guess, but it wasn't anything that, um, wasn't anything to, like, write home about, like, one way or the other, I guess. Yeah. But that, U- ultimately forgettable, except that Tessa Blanchard was there, and I thought that was neat. Yeah, that's, that's awesome that, uh, that she's making her way up. That's the second, uh, horseman daughter that she's beat. Does Arn have a daughter? She wrestle? You would know that. I wouldn't. I don't think so. No idea. Does does Arn have any kids? I don't know. I who, don't know. Who would be the last one? Oli. Oli? Yeah. Does he have any kids? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I had never thought about that. Yeah. It's the first time I've thought about Oli fucking. Dang. With his, with his little stars on his tights. Uh, Finn Balor cuts a promo. Uh... And they go, she's like, oh, some girl that we've never seen before is the interviewer on all these segments. And she's like, hey, Finn Balor, what do you think about wrestling? And he goes, boy, I like it. And she goes, cool. Are you going to watch Shinsuke Nakamura later? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to stick around for that one. What? What a segment. What a... F- the Mean Gene Okerlund reincarnated. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. He's now the longest reigning NXT champion? Yes, he is. And he's had six title defenses, maybe? Yep. Yeah, something like that. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's NXT and, and it is developmental, so... Yep. Sorry. Uh, Ciampa and Gargano 
against the Vaudevillains. Yep. Uh, great. Oh, great pin combo. I could not. I could not read my own handwriting. Great pin combo by Johnny Gargano to start this. Uh, to start this match, I liked it. Uh, this match wasn't like you know the crazy. I felt like this whole show was kind of like low energy. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great, but it was okay. Well, it was an access match, so. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, everything was taped at Access. It looked good. It just sounded like they were in a big empty building. Yeah. Um, corner knee and Inziguri by Ciampa and, Gar- uh, Ciampa and Gargano. Uh, Johnny dives uh, to the outside, and then they get heat on him on the inside. There's a hot tag to Ciampa. He does his rope hung flatliner, which should be a finish. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he locks in the reverse armbar uh, that he does, which I really like. Yeah. That crowbar looking move it looks really good. That's really cool. Um, and Ciampa and Gargano get the wins against the Vaudevillains, who are now on the main roster, who are in the finals of the tag championship thing, tournament. Makes sense. Yep. Credible loss to uh, end zone cast. Yep. Uh, Ty Dillinger promo backstage with uh, Milkasa. Yes. And he, this is great. Yeah. He's going to send... Uh, he's gonna beat Nakamura and send him back in J- back to Japan, so he can tell all of, all of his friends and family there that he got beat by a perfect ten. And then he walks off, and then he comes back, and he gives Milkasa a three. Perfect, so great. He lives up to his gimmick. Yep. Uh, Tucker Knight versus Baron Corbin. Corbin rolls from the beginning. Knight rallies, and then there's the end of days. Who cares? Uh, Chagon J Joe promo, Enzo and Cass promo in the middle of it where. Uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable are like, yo, we won the titles. And then Enzo and Cass are like, yeah, how you doing? We want we want to wrestle you. And then they go, okay. And then Enzo goes, and it doesn't even have to be for the titles. Okay, we already agreed to the match. <laughs> Neat. Tell me, what it, tell, tell me what else it doesn't have to be for. Um, there's a dog outside. There's a fucking dog outside. There are two dogs outside. They're talking. Well, dog and dog and dog. Uh, Bailey versus Liv Morgan. Handspring head scissors by Liv Morgan. Bailey to belly suplex, and that's it. Post match, Bailey cuts a promo and hugs Izzy. Notes. Get back on the horse. That's all that match was. Oh, I see what you're saying. I did. I thought somebody did like a move, like a horse. Nah, move. Nah, it was just a. It was the get back on the horse match for the champion who just lost. Yep, uh, that's a great. Little emoji thing in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's dogs. They wake me up at night. I hate them. I hate the dogs. What do you want me to do? They're also doing a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ty Dillinger versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The crowd chants 10 10 10, and then all of a sudden they're on Nakamura's side, and then uh, they start chanting, He's 11. To, and Ty Dillinger, not happy. Nope. I loved it. Uh, Ty Dillinger hits a super kick, then he goes for another super kick, and he misses. There's an enziguri and good vibrations in the corner. Uh, top rope knee, and then Kinsha- uh, Kinshasa for the win. And that's the match. What did you think? I am so happy I get to see Shinsuke Nakamura on my TV on a weekly basis. It's going to be a lot of fun when he's gotten through this patch of having to establish himself, and then he can have some more of those really good matches like he did with Sami Zayn. Yep. So, that'll be fun. Yep. I thought this was an okay show that wasn't that good. No. Uh, it was just getting us through until we get back to where they usually tape. Mm-hmm. Lucha Underground. Cage Mundo and Taya are in Dario Cueto's office. Dario Cueto says, Ooh, I, you know, I make interesting uh, decisions to put people out of their comfort zone. And then they go, Yeah, you're going to make us a trios team. I get it. That's what you're doing. And he goes, yeah, because the last ones, they all hated each other, and now they're the, now they're best friends and they're the champions. And then Cage goes, here's a better idea. Give me a match against Johnny Mundo tonight. And Dario Cueto thinks about it for a second, and then goes, nah, I like my idea. <laughs> He's not a great actor. He's perfect for this show. Mm-hmm. He is perfect for this show. It's, it's so much I fun. I love Dario Cueto. He's Love gonna, it. He's he's a lot of fun. Uh, Arhenes versus Killshot. Corner chops, running corner chops by Killshot. Top rope corner Enziguri and a dive. Uh, there's the uh, the little rolling cutter that, like, how do you describe it? They both ran to the corner mm-hmm. and 
uh, what's his name? Uh, kill shit. Kill shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't be this funny. <laughs> Here comes Kill Shit. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. It's Kill Shit. I'm sorry. There are people. There are people. <laughs> I don't there are people who are listening to this going, that's not that funny. It's not that funny. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> I know it's Oh not. my god. Alright, well, his name is Killshit now. Alright. <laughs> uh, they both run to the corner. Killshit gets his boots up and he kicks Arhanis off and then he does a somersault roll into a cutter. Uh, that looked really good. There's a uh, diving Rana catch by uh, by Killshit off uh, Arhanis' dive and then he uh, turns it around into a seat like... Holds on to him, catches him in the Rana, mm-hmm. drops him down so that way he's like almost, they're like face to face, and he's almost like seated. Arhenis is almost seated on Killshot's quads. Mm-hmm. He puts him over into a suplex position, deadlifts him, and hits him with a brain buster. That was dope. And then there's the roll through sit up sp- uh, stomp uh, where Arhenis sits up, Killshot goes to the top rope, and just stomps on him as hard as he could. That should have been the finish. Yeah. And then Killshot does his finisher which is a one-winged angel from a German suplex position. Jesus. What the fuck? I don't know. Pretty impressive guy. Yep. Uh, what'd you think of the match? Pretty good? Yeah, I mean... The, always good. This whole Kill episode, shit's always great. Yeah, kill shit's the, uh, the shock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened to Killshot being Big Rick's cousin? That wasn't Killshot. Yeah. They yeah. were... That was just like a guy they knew. The Mac, Willie Mac was Big Rick's cousin. Yeah. Do you think all black people are related? Whoa. Zico 49 in the chat? Whoa. 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 Whoa, man. That's fucked up. I'm the pride of Mexico. That's fucked up. Yo. That's fucked up. That's a bit racialist. You being a bit, you being provocative, you being a bit racialist. Damn, dude. Dang. Black Lotus and Dragon Azteca, they're in the back. And and she goes, uh, Dragon Azteca is like, Yo, you killed our master. And she's like, I had to, because he had the key to the monster, Manzanita Soul. And then that's, that's I didn't really get the rest of the segment. I think that was it. Yeah, that was, was kind of it. It was like, oh, I couldn't reveal yeah. myself mm-hmm. at the time. Who who killed my master? Oh, that was his brother. Ooh. Lies. Fucking Ooh. lies. Uh, Dario Cueto and Daga are in the back. And uh, he's going to make his debut. Daga's going to make his debut tonight for a medallion, which is our next match. Daga versus Tejano. Yeah. You like that? Like Pride it. of Mexico. What a... Sabe ese. That's good, right? Yep. Cool. Perfect. That's, that's my new meme. Somebody tell Cody. Uh, good back and forth. Stalemate uh, at the beginning of this match. Daga is considerably smaller than Tejano. Tejano is... Tejano's a big guy. He's like 6'4". He's big. He's like the biggest or second biggest guy he's physically just, on the roster. He's just like a legit big dude. Uh, so they go back and forth and then they like slap each other. And that like kind of fires them up and it gets the crowd into this match. Yeah. Uh, rope hang backdrop, uh, which is very cool. I always like that. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, nice drop kick by uh, Tejano and Daga hits one too. Daga dives to the outside and then he's uh, hurt. I, we're go- Me and Brian are talking about it. Oh, dude, did he hurt his arm? Oh, fuck, I think he hurt his arm. He's favoring it and all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, no, he's just selling really well. Yep. Oh, hell yeah, cool. You don't see that that often. Mm-mm. Like, sold it really, really, really well. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, corner seated drop kick. There's a super kick and the, uh, by Tejano. And then a single leg drop kick in retaliation by Daga, which was good because they both got the, like, leg slap spot. Uh, German roll through. Into an ankle lock, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, lift it, Tana lifts him for like a German suplex. They do the spot where he gets up, and then the the victory roll spot into the ankle lock, which I thought looked good. But he wasn't working the leg at all, so all of a sudden it just kind of like happened. Yeah. Um, that's okay, because Tejano fights out of it and then kills Daga with a uh, sit-out powerbomb, which I think is such a good finish for him. Yeah. Like, it, it, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Yeah. Yep. Did Eric ever find that notebook? I'm reading out of it right now, man. 
you silly little games in the chat playing your silly little games get out of here you silly little games stop playing games games playing games Uh that's just for me and you uh mil muertes katrina and the disciples of death are backstage because the disciples want to apologize and mil muertes is just a scary person you keep saying you don't see that often maybe so maybe we are seeing it often what are we what are we seeing often i don't know oh fuck what if we see it all the time what if we don't even know what is to know about what there is to see your visible light spectrum in your eyes is only 40% of what is actual visible light in the universe, you stupid fuck. Dumb piece of shit. So what if a chokeslam is a power bomb? We'll be a little bitch. Mundo, Taya, and Cage against Prince Puma, Rey Mysterio, and Dragon Azteca Jr. Uh, Rey Mysterio leads the group. Prince Puma wears his cat mask. A thing. His entrance attire. Mm-hmm. Dragon Azteca Jr. What? What is he wearing? He's uh he's wearing a lizard head. He has the dopiest looking lizard head. Like, who looked at that and went, that's sick. It looked like fucking half a pinata. It looked like shit. Azteca looked like a Power Rangers robot. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Zords. <laughs> He did. He looked like fucking Dragon Zord. He did. It looked like I was gonna play my fucking Dragon Dagger and he was gonna come out of the goddamn ocean. Like, what the fuck? It, the cape was fine because it had, like, feathers and yeah. scales. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And he already has a mask, so it's fine. Don't wear the fucking, like... Fuck, it looked like Barney the fucking dinosaur, but green. It looked yeah. so bad. And this is already like, hey, I think that Cuernos looks sick. Yeah. Because it makes sense. It's like a five-point stag or whatever. Yeah. And then, I don't really... Puma's is, like, okay? Yep. It's a cat. It's fine. I don't, I he felt, doesn't need it. I felt like, yeah, he doesn't. He didn't need that. Yep. Oh, uh, Dudel, just Dudel in the chat says, that sounds dope to me. You should look at it. You should definitely look yeah. at it. You should look it up. <laughs> Dragon Zord Jr. <laughs> it looked like shit, man. It was bad. Uh, this match, uh, when it started, uh, me and Brian were talking, and I said, this has to be coming out for Dragon Azteca Jr. Mm. He has to have a couple of like incredible spots to show that he can be on the same level as these two other guys. Um, so, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, corkscrew springboard arm drag. Uh, Dragon Azteca starting this match. Uh, there's some interference, some distraction on the outside. Mundo hits, uh, Moonlight Drive, which is a good move. Mm-hmm. It's that, just like that spinning neck breaker. Gut Wrench Sit-Out Powerbomb by Brian Cage. He just deadlifts a guy and just does a sit-out powerbomb. Cage does a standing moonsault. You don't have to do that. Mm-mm. Mundo slides a chair, uh, chair into Cage. So Cage is in the ring and he's legal. Yeah. Taya distracts the ref. Mundo slides a chair into Cage and Cage just goes... Yo, what the fuck? And throws the chair away. Then yeah. Mundo gets in his face, and then he slaps Mundo across the face. That's a legal tag. Yes, it is. Uh, Mundo uh, pulls Ray off the apron to stop a hot tag. Eventually, there's a hot tag from Prince Puma to Dragon Azteca Jr. Uh, there's an electric chair that gets spun around into the Rana. That looked great. Tag to Ray, set up for a 619, but it's just a tease. And then Dragon Azteca and Puma dive to the outside. Uh, this match was, like, fucking crazy towards the end. Yes. Taya and Mundo hit Magic Killer. Hell yeah. They they did the Hoots finish. They they, they got that Hoots. Yep. They got them killers. No, it was pretty crazy, they man. They got the magic. Uh, there's a top rope Rana, and then a 450, and a kick out, which was fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, it also took, like, a really long time. Like, they kept cutting away to, like, people in the crowd. There was just... Remember when they were sitting? Yeah. Uh, who was it? Was it Mundo up on the top? Uh, he was seated. Yeah. And then Puma is like climbing up and then, uh, Dragon Azteca is climbing up too. And it takes like so long for like everything to happen. They kept cutting to like, the first time it was like a woman in the crowd going, yay, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny. It was just like, that's, that's the benefit of a pre-tape show versus a live show. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, let's see. There's a cage does a uh, powerbomb toss of Rey Mysterio into Taya. Yeah. Just like 
Taya's in the corner. Rey Mysterio's in a powerbomb position and then powerbombed into Taya by Brian Cage, so who's on her team. I liked it. That was cool. Crazy strong. Kate, yeah, speaking of Cage, crazy strong. Puma dives at Cage. He catches Puma. Then he catches Dragon. Then he does a fallaway slam and Samoan drop spot. Yo, he's strong as fuck. He's crazy. He's awesome. I love Cage. Yep. Uh, Mundo accidentally kicks Cage. Cage uh, on purposely kills him with a clothesline. <laughs> and then the faces fly all over the place. There's a 619 and a 630. And that is the end of the matchup. What did you think of uh, Lucha Underground? Uh, I forgot to take notes for pretty much every match. Uh, Lucha Underground this week it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I did uh, want to make sure to bring up is that one of the best things about Lucha Underground is how it's structured. Okay. And what I mean by that is that there's always a purpose for everybody. You have seven medallions that people can fight for. And even though you have one, it doesn't mean that you can't lose it. Uh So it's like you have seven different titles or things of importance to go after. Yep. And then that all comes into one title, which can then be contested for. Mm -hmm. So then you have like multiple people being able to be booked into all of these different matches. Yeah. And nobody has to look bad. None of it has to be not important. Mm -hmm. Then you have the trios title and that allows for teams to be around. And people always fighting for that with the tournament, everything like that, every season. Then you also have uh, Aztec Warfare every season to determine number one contender earlier on. And then that develops feuds in that match Mm -hmm. for the entire season. And then, of course, the main title. And you have one hour booked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, That's what I like about the show is that it feels like a TV show. As it, like, progresses and everything, mm-hmm. but only giving it one hour, so, like, a total of about 42 minutes, is, I think, really great. Mm-hmm. And, and you have a lot of opportunity to have a lot of different talent shine. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Leech Underground is great every week. If you're not watching it, please do. If you're still not, okay. That's fine. Don't. I don't care. We've, we've had we so many you. people... Uh, uh, we've had so many people say, like... Oh, I never watched it for so long. And then finally I started watching it because of you guys. And like, dude, this is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I should have watched it earlier. Yeah. Yep. Yes, you should have. Yep. Dummy. Yep. But Brian, now it's time for Raw. Yeah. Raw's been decent the last two weeks. Yes, it has. Let's see if it holds up. Let's. Before we start, what'd you think of it? Uh, I thought this episode uh, is very, and the last, last two before it, very, very clearly showing that they know how to book two-thirds of their show. Mm-hmm. And that it is another, and I know it's been beaten down our throats a million times, whatever, another reason why I don't want Raw to be three hours long. My takeaway from this episode specifically was three hours is too long. Yep. So this one specifically made me feel this way. The main event was Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. Brian and I couldn't get to it right away. And we just went, do we'll watch it later or something. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose main evented Raw, and we couldn't even be bothered to watch it yeah. as we watched the rest of Raw. Dude. Which is, like, it's not any knock against either of the two guys in the match. Mm-hmm. At all. No way. Like, it. it's just that by hour three... Well, it's crazy because we have, like, there's so, there's just so much. Yeah. Like, the rest of the show is good. I'm, like, exhausted. Yeah, it really was. And and not because of, like, oh, man, I've been through, like, some great matches. Like, damn. A couple weeks back when you watched, uh, you know, Aztec Warfare, by the end of it, you're just beat because it was insane. Yeah. But, like, you're still energized because you had, like, a great showing. Yep. This, you're just worn out. Yep. How can you be excited for three hours? It's hard. And it's not possible. Uh, you know, we sometimes, when we watch this stuff, we'll skip segments and whatever, not like matches or whatever, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll skip, you know, like little promos, hype videos, things like that, you know, just to get through it faster. We didn't skip anything for like the first two hours. By the third hour, we were just like, dude, we have to fuck, like, yeah. I cannot keep watching this. It's more commitment than like a movie. I could be watching a movie every Monday night. Yeah. It's, it's two hours and what, 40 minutes? 40 and 40, yeah. 80. 
So yeah, it's, well, no, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, just about. Yeah. Twenty twenty. No, it's it's well, about you, you it's take, about it's about yeah, it's about two hours, probably two fifteen. Yeah, because you take eight minutes it's, off of every hour for eight for commercials. No, more. Yeah, I guess they do pack a lot more than normal. Yeah, TV there's shows. like there's like eighteen minutes of commercials per hour. It's forty two minute forty forty two to forty four minute program. That makes sense. That's why Lucha Underground is forty two minutes. Yeah, so forty two minutes three times. You're at two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a lot. It's just a lot. Thank you, Sarah Lowe, for subscribing 11 months in a row to uh, Mega64's Twitch channel. Uh, I didn't have to say that, but I chose to because that's very nice. Uh, let's see. Raw starts with an Ambrose Asylum. He's uh, He's got a potted plant. It's good. It's, it's good. I like his potted plant. I like his rug. Uh, he comes out and he starts doing uh, uh, stand-up comedy. Hey, uh, hey. Saw a little, uh, saw some trash on the street, but I guess it wasn't that. It was just someone crawl out of the, the uh, uh, River Thames. Oh! 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 I wrote Ambrose Dice Clay. And then I wrote, oh! Uh, Shane comes out because Ambrose says, come on out here because you're running raw again. For no reason. For no reason Shane is running raw. Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. Nobody gets it. Overwhelming support on Twitter, I guess? Yep. Ta-da. Uh, like, they showed the highlight of Shane jumping off the Hell in a Cell. Why are you calling out the match that we have to specifically... We have to specifically forget that this match happened. <laughs> You're showing me highlights from it. Hey, here's how Shane lost. Well, no, that's how he won by looking cool. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, the crowd starts chanting uh, the, their Olay chant, but mm-hmm. they're chanting Ambrose's name. I thought that was cool. I thought that was I've never cool. heard that before. Uh, Owens interrupts. He runs down Zane uh, in a great promo where, hey, guess what? They're finally explaining what the fuck their feud is about for everyone on the internet who's going, dude, they should just let them feud. Let them feud. Okay, let them feud. Explain it. Yeah. This is the first time they've explained anything on camera, together, on mic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where the narr- like the commentators aren't just going, these guys have been together for a decade. Kevin Owens is pissed because he thinks Sami Zayn's riding his coattails. Makes sense. Sami Zayn says, y- y- you've lost your mind. We used to be friends. You threw it all away for money and your family and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's great. Great story. Makes sense. Makes sense. Has a reason for both of these guys to actually have a vested interest in being here and not like each other. Yep. Uh, so Sami Zayn, Zayn comes down and interrupts the promo. Uh, they go back and forth. I liked it a lot. And then Jericho interrupts. And uh, now everyone's in the ring. And... Uh, Shane McMahon makes Y2J versus Ambrose and Zane's, Zane versus Owens all at payback. Uh, that should be very cool. Those will be good matches. Those are going to be great matches. And then Shane steps out of the ring, takes the plant, and then everybody fights. And uh, Owens and Jericho get tossed out of the ring. And uh, we go to commercial, we come back, and Jericho and Zane is happening right now. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Jericho versus Zane. Zane hits an Arabian press moonsault to the outside. He hits that Lucha DDT, but as he gets to the top rope, he gets crotched by Jericho. Jericho does his cocky pin with the flex and the, come on, baby! I love it. Fucking love it. That's the Jericho that I know and love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Double jump crossbody by Sami Zayn. There's a lion salt to the knees uh, that gets followed up by a blue thunder bomb. Blue thunder bomb is such a great move. Especially the way he does it. Yep. Uh, Flying nothing into a drop kick. Uh, we watched it, even Brian called out, he's like, well, that dropkick looked great. And it's like, it did, but the flying nothing is fucking stupid. It's just a guy going, this isn't a move. Go no. for an axe handle. Yeah, at the very least. Do Hey, you're like this, do this. That's it. Arms out, arms together. Yep. If you do this, just do this. More believable. A hundred million times more believable. I just gotta hate that spot. Fuck, I hate that spot. It, it is... To me, that is my least favorite spot in wrestling. It makes no sense. I agree. It, it is it is strictly to get the crowd to go, oh, but it doesn't mean anything. Mm-mm. I don't know. It just, God, that fucking bothers me so much. Um, Jericho walks in the walls. Sami Zayn fights out of it, gets to the outside. 
fights Jericho on the outside, and then does his DDT diving through the turnbuckle on the outside. Which looked great. It looked fantastic. Awesome. I think he should save that move, though. Yes. Uh, he goes for the Haluva kick in the corner, but he gets begged off by Jericho. Uh, as Zayn kind of kicks him and then reaches down to grab him, and the ref pulls him off. Jericho pokes him in the eye and then hits a codebreaker out of nowhere and steals the victory. That's a, that's very good heel work. I like this match a uh, lot. I, I thought it was great. Everybody was not, like, damaged at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both had great showings. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what Gort means. Um, <laughs> oh, Jericho's, Jericho's tights. tights say goat. And Brian kept going, why do they say Gort? No, Brian, it's G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. No, that's an R. They say Gort. It says Gort. They don't say Gort. Gort? What the yeah. fuck is Gort? I don't know. Why'd you put him on his tights? <laughs> Just have your Disneyland tights. <laughs> the ones that change every year. Gort. Y2J 2016. Fuck. <laughs> so old. Oh, man. Uh, good match, though. Mm-hmm. Then backstage, it's Mauro Ranallo, who immediately started talking, and Brian went, you're out of place here. You should not be in the back. Nope. He that, should he, not. He has, a, he has an announcer's voice for a microphone yep. off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he doesn't look good or that he didn't conduct It has nothing to do with that. It's, it's, just, so, it's his speaking voice is commentator. Mm-hmm. His speaking voice is UFC commentator. Yep. Yep. I think he's great, though. I think uh, I, I don't watch SmackDown, but he's uh, he's the main call guy on that, yep. right? Yep. And he's uh, very good. And, I, and that would be maybe one of the only reasons I would want to watch SmackDown. There you have it. Uh, so Mauro Ranallo backstage interviews AJ Styles and he says, AJ, what do you think about being number one contender? And AJ starts talking and then he goes, oh, and then all of a sudden, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, fucking here. Couple of good brothers. Good fucking brothers. Good brothers. Too sweet. I'm pretty over too sweeting, but with, with these guys, they're here, man. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. They, uh, they, they talk, they throw out some references Call each other, them boys, mm-hmm. Hoots, Rapungi, the boys. God damn, God damn, so damn. so excited, so excited. Hey, Hoot, like any Sam promoter, you already fuck me. <laughs> oh, we did not talk about that. Yeah, uh, got. Do we have time? <laughs> no, no. Quickly, uh, I got Brian the uh, Sex Ferguson. Wake up, it's time to die, and we watched it, and that's fucking incredible i've already watched it twice jesus it's so fucking funny i watched it with eric and then i went home and i told my roommate andrew i'm like hey i think even though you know nothing about this person or what he does you're gonna love this and he was dying he just talks he gets a 30 pack no 24 pack of uh coors light mm -hmm. he has to drink at least 20 of them i mean i was watching it again I would say he drank at at least eight or nine for sure that I that I watched because there there are, there are a couple times where they cut or whatever. Mm. Who's to say he wasn't drinking that yep. whole time? Yeah, but I mean he had to have had like ten. He's so dr- by the end of it, like he's pretty hammered or whatever. But Cliff Compton will ask him a question and then he'll just go off on a tangent and it won't have anything to do with the question and he won't remember what the point of the original thing is. He's just going to go. It's incredible. And the fact that he can go yep. and not stutter the entire time with whatever. He just whatever, nails it. Like, the the man is incredible yep. and I'm I'm very happy that he's uh, he's here in the WWE. He deserves yep. it. Yep. He, he deserves it with what he has now Mm -hmm. because i think he had to go away come back and have his experience to have the confidence to come back now because i don't think people realize i didn't until i looked it up the dude's only 32 he's 32 he's can you believe that relatively young that's young that's that's really young i mean i think daniel bryan is older than he is yes like he is not uh, like, even though he's a grizzled old vet, like... Grizzled young vet. Grizzled young vet. It's just he's been around in wrestling for that long. Yep. So, hey, check it out if you haven't already. High Spots, uh, Wake Up, It's Time to Die with Sex Ferguson is incredible. And if you haven't yet, you want to support the... You want to support them boys from the backyard to the big league, go to prolistingtees.com slash big LG. Just shirt. So... They talk, they, AJ and Anderson and Gallows all kind of walk off and they're going to talk about some stuff. Okay. 
Enzo and Cass come out and cut a promo. The crowd is red hot for these guys, and they cut their whole promo, and everyone's soft. Neat. Enzo and Cass against the Dudleys. Heat on Enzo. Bubba Ray is just talking the whole time. Love it. Great. I love that they're letting wrestlers talk in the ring again. That's been making it so much more engaging. Like yep. Kevin Owens, the Dudleys, Enzo, Cass. It's yep. great. People talking is great. Mm-hmm. Bubba misses a senton. There's a hot tag to Cass. Backdrop neckbreaker by the Dudleys. And then the Dudleys bump into each other. There's a big running boot and then a rocket launcher to win. Enzo and Cass move on to the finals of the Tag Team Championship Tournament. Roman promo. Brian. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy. He's not one guy. He's the guy. Yeah. And he brings the fight to the party. And uh-huh. he's also here to stay. The crowd chants boring every time he talks. It's so fucking funny. Like, I don't I don't want to be an internet fan who's like, yeah, fuck that guy. But but it's like genuinely hilarious to see. Oh, yeah. I've just I've gone around the world on it. Never turn him heel. Nope. I want we came up with this. This is what me and this is what me and Brian thought of. Never turn him heel. Uh-uh. Not once. He's he's just this forever. He's John Cena without the endearing run as a face, and he's just he's just whatever the fuck he is right now. Where the crowd hates him. Yep, that's great. That just yeah, fuck yeah, just put him right at the point where John Cena already is. Yeah, without working for it. Yep. Hell yeah. Because that's exactly what you're doing anyway, so, so fuck it. So god just, just damn do it. funny. Just go for it. Just go for it. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking great. So great. AJ Styles comes out and interrupts. He cuts a promo on Roman Reigns and then walks away. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, sorry, Luke Gallows, Doc is a different thing, yeah. Luke Gallows, they jump Roman Reigns and fucking lay him out and they call, oh, what the fuck is the name of the move? Uh... Uh, boot from hell or something like that mm. or, or i think that's what it's called it's a um samoan drop position or fireman scary position anderson hits a running single leg boot uh which is great because when he hits a boot this is how he bumps he claps first and then he uh falls and takes a flat back bump yep. and so uh, watch that when anderson bumps on a kick he always claps he always claps uh and so from the samoa from fireman scary gets kicked and then it's spun out where he's still holding the leg, uh, spun out, so it's like a like a, a face buster almost. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Looked awesome. Hell yeah. Looked great. Really, really excited. And then AJ Styles is on the ramp going like, oh, I don't really know what's happening. Backstage, we go to commercial, we come back. Roman Reigns is walking around backstage, and then uh, he's interviewed. Uh, oh, what'd you think of that? And AJ Styles comes in. He's like, I had nothing to do with that. I tell those guys, do that. Yeah, I brought him here, but they're not, like, I didn't tell him to do this thing. Like, I'm going to go talk to him, whatever. And Roman Reigns goes, why should I believe you? You better get your story straight or stop lying. Wasn't lying. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Sorry, Roman. Fondango versus Baron Corbin. Ziggler on commentary. It's a squash. End of days to Ziggler on the outside. Post-match. Miss TV. Marisa does the intro. Maurice doing the intro is great. Yes. Uh, we tweeted this uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. The Miz does everything right except <laughs> the wrestling. I The Miz, I go so back and forth on because when I have to watch him wrestle, I hate it. Yes. Because he's like not fun. I don't find him entertaining. Absolutely. I think his, I think his matches are super boring. Absolutely. He's like Sheamus. He's just like, it's like, uh, you just look like you're waiting for like the next thing to do so you don't fuck up. He looks like a guy who's so worried about fucking up that he tries so hard not to fuck up, which causes him to fuck up. That's, that's his style in the ring. That's, that's his style in the ring is, his style in the ring is, okay, now what? That's, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) He cuts a promo. God, he's so good on the mic. And Cesaro interrupts. They, Maurice and the Miz start making out. Cesaro interrupts, and then the Miz does lines from Taken. None of them are right. He's just bullshitting. I know who you are. I don't know who you are. I know that you have take you. I love it. I know that you. I have a special set, set of skills. Of, I have skill. I have very special skills from a very long career, and it's like it's the most bullshit segment. <laughs> It's oh so funny. Uh, it's so, great. Cesaro says he wants a match with Miz right now. Miz says, oh, you already have a match. Rusev comes out with the League of Nations. So it's going to be Rusev against Cesaro. And then 
Cesaro grabs a mic and says, oh, no, 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 this match has changed. Now it's the League of Nations in The Miz against Cesaro, and he rips off the suit, has a New Day shirt on, and the crowd explodes as the New Day starts saying, oh, London. The crowd is fucking unglued. They're so hot for the New Day. Yep. It's so nice Mm -hmm. to have... Uh, like a team that is so organically over. Yep. I'm like, I was asking Eric, I'm like, when was the last time any team was this over? Like the shield, I think would be the, mm-hmm. the, the last time, which was if you guys two don't years ago? remember is like two years ago now. Yep. And the new day have just really come around into their own. And it's so much fun. They are so much fun. Yeah. The new day is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they come out. So it's Cesaro and the new day against league of nations in the Miz. Uh, there's a rolling elbow by Xavier Woods, a running knee by Kofi and a splash uh, by Big E, all to the Miz. Uh, then they do the unicorn stampede in the corner uh, after a big fucking Trevor Lee stomp by uh, Kofi Kingston. The match turns the tide. League of Nations are uh, in charge. Kofi is on the apron. Or no, I'm sorry. Woods is on the apron. Sheamus hits the 10 beats of the barley, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then after the 10th, Del Rio's tagged in and he hits a standing enziguri. That was a cool move. Those two things together are, like, brutal. Yeah. Getting punched in the chest ten times and then kicked in the head is, like, oh, like... It's hey, great. On the K-Fizzle, that's a cool little combo of moves. Yep. I like it. Uh, heat on Xavier until he tees a hot tag. Can't quite get it. Can't quite get it. He rallies and hits a DDT, and there's a hot tag to Cesaro. who just hits fucking uppercuts on everyone. So cool. Uh, eventually, it all breaks down, and there's a daisy chain. Everybody's getting hit with everyone's signature move. There's, like... Uh, I think Woods hits, like, a clothesline. Rusev hits, like, a super kick. Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise. Del Rio hits a backcracker. Uh, Big E hits a big ending. Sheamus hits, like, White Noise or something. And then Cesaro comes in, gets lifted for... Oh, no, it's Tilt-A-Roll Backbreaker. Gets lifted for a -A Tilt-A-Roll Backbreaker. Spins through. Lands. Immediately hits the Gotch Neutralizer. And that's that's it. It was fucking phenomenal. Sheamus and Cesaro... Always have good matches together. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a thread we were talking about this on Squared Circle the other day that said like which two wrestlers just never had chemistry together. Yeah. And I I didn't post I I should have but to me the two that I point to of like you would think do well but have no chemistry Cesaro and RVD. Yeah. Do you remember those matches? Oh yeah. Uh, what was that a that, year ago? Yeah. And they had like weeks of matches together. They had like and they two were months run. Never on the same page. Never. None ever. of those matches were good. Never it's ever. Super weird. Oh, right. Uh, Big E hits the belly-to-belly suplex, and they call it belly-to-booty? Don't call it that. The belly isn't to the booty. That's a belly-to-back suplex. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. I don't like it. Don't call it belly-to-booty. It's too close to Mm belly-to-bailey, which I think you should reserve for her. Yep. There you go. You should call it booty-to-booty, if anything. Yeah, call it that. That's way better. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Charlotte Rick Ric Flair promo backstage. Natty interrupts. She gets a rematch at Payback and says that Brett the Hitman Hart will be there. And then Michael Cole <laughs> sounds fucking scared that Bret Hart is going to be there. What? What? Bret Hart's going to be at Payback? Are you... Are you... Are Bret Hart shitless? <laughs> are you a right man? Like, you, what the fuck? He, little known fact, this is the scoop. Michael Cole was the guy who rang the bell at uh, the Montreal Scoop. Oh, wow. What a scoop. I don't think anybody knew that Holy until now. Holy cat. That was the only four people that were in on it. It was uh, Earl Hebner, uh-huh. Vince McMahon, uh-huh. uh, Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. and Michael Cole. Michael Cole, you son of a bitch. That's why, that's, hey... And this explains... That's why he's scared, man. This, this also explains why Kevin Owens, also from Canada... Hates Michael Cole. Yep. Damn, it all makes sense. There you go. Scooped ya. Mm-hmm. Fucking Meltzer. <laughs> Natty, Becky, Paige, and Sasha against Tamina, Summer, Naomi, and Charlotte. Everybody gets entrances. No cuts No, no cuts to commercial or anything. Everybody gets an entrance. That was awesome. Uh, Summer gets the shortest entrance. Everyone gets some time in this match. There's uh, heat on Becky until eventually uh, there's a hot tag to Natty. Big breakdown. Everybody's going everywhere. And uh, sharpshooter on Charlotte. Charlotte taps. Anything? Uh, I don't normally like to see the uh, the face, or I'm sorry, the, the heel champion tap. 
Right. Um, especially this far out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was nice to, ha- to have that happen given their uh, their previous match where it was like, okay, well, it's clear the sharpshooter will make her tap. Yep, yep. So that gives the weight to the sharp. Like, you need to kind of almost reestablish Natty's finisher because you haven't seen her legitimately wrestle in a while. Yep. So it makes sense in this case. I agree. Uh, next, you get the Vaudevillains against the Usos. Their intro is not in black and white. Oh, never mind. Now it's in black and white. Yeah, it started off in color, and then it went to black and white. Very weird. Uh, they win with the Whirling Dervish, so the final Zenzo and Cassie against the Vaudevillains uh, at payback. Apollo Crews video, and then Apollo Crews versus Heath Slater. There's a moonsault from the apron to the outside, and then he hits the Enziguri and the spin-out powerbomb. That's the end of that match. Then we get the main event of Kevin Owens against Dean Ambrose. Back and forth. Kevin Owens is the master of the headlock. Uh, hit some spots all around. I mean, like... It's pretty. It's standard fare for pretty much what you expect from this match. Yeah. Uh, and then the end comes off a. Uh, I think it's an off off a superplex, and then a uh, Owens gets control, goes for a pop up power bomb. There's a Rana roll through by Ambrose. Ambrose picks him up and hits dirty deeds, and uh, Ambrose wins, beats Kevin Owens. So Ambrose and Jericho both win. Uh, Am- uh, Zane and Owens both lose. <clears throat> I'm fine with these results. Mm-hmm. And then post-match, Jericho comes in and hits a codebreaker on Dean Ambrose. Kevin Kevin Owens uh, is on the outside, and Jericho is left standing tall. I like that. Interesting. I, I thought they booked uh, Jericho really well in this show. Yep. Uh, I mean, I thought they booked pretty much everybody really well in this show. The only complaint is that yep. it shouldn't have been three hours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good job. Yep. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's get to email. Well, what did you think of Raw? I thought... Three hours is too long. Three hours is too long. That's, that's it. That's it. Honestly, it's... Raw has been good the past three weeks. Yep. yep. Hasn't been great. Hasn't been spectacular. It's been good. Uh, we'll get to an email real quick. We got a minute. <clears throat> From Jared. Four developmental WWE ideas. WWE shows idea. <clears throat> Jared writes. Had this idea in my head and wondered what you thought. Do you think it would work if there was more than one developmental show than just NXT? For example, you could have a show that's run in Texas, another one run in Canada, another one in the Northeast of America like NYC. Basically, you take advantage of a location like Lucha Underground does. Texas would be Luchas and Good Old Boys. New York would be Tough Guys uh, and Brawlers. Canada would be its technical style. Uh, You'd get that pseudo-territorial feel and you can build hype towards two wrestlers going at it for the first time because they are from two different shows or one wrestler go to another show uh, where he's not working or for a surprise, etc., just like the old Territory Days, just an idea uh, that will never happen. What do you guys think? I think NXT is more than enough, mm-hmm. but I think that... Um, I think that you can have other things like that. I think the WWE would benefit, like Network would benefit from having more like tape libraries or indie shows or whatever, kind of like in their fold. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we show Evolve. Like, whoa, fuck, that'd be sick. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like, you get other stuff like that. That would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, other territories that you work with, be able to put them on. Uh, like some New Japan stuff. Yep, yep. But I can see why other... I could see why other territories or, or other, you know, places wouldn't want to do that. Essentially, you're getting paid to be a farm for WWE, which is you know, fine. That's kind of how it works sometimes anyway. Yeah. But then you put their guys, or you, you put your guys on their TV, and then they see who works and who doesn't, mm-hmm. and then they can come in and cherry pick your talent that aren't signed to contracts. hmm So, you know, the way wrestling is set up outside of WWE is, is less contract-based. Yeah. So, it, it might not work, but, it, you know, it's some kind of network-exclusive deal or something can happen, whatever. Yeah. Would be very cool, but I just don't see it really happening. Yeah, the global cruiserweight thing is kind of like that, Mm -hmm. and I think that this is a good way to have that sort of introduction to the WWE without having it be so, like, solid or contract-based. I I agree. I mean, I would love to see more different stuff. Uh, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just... More tapes, more stuff on the network than what we have right now, because I just don't feel like there's enough. Mm-hmm. There's never enough, so. No. Uh, I, I mean, buying buying tape libraries is hard, and it's expensive, and yeah. like, what you know, really, what's your ROI, or, or what's your return on investment on something like that? 
Probably low. Yeah. No, I like. Yeah. Definitely. You're not. You're not paying nine ninety nine for the network so you can watch old tapes of progress. No. You know what I mean? No. And and you're like it'd be nice to have it on there if they pay to be on the, on the mm-hmm. network, which mm-hmm. would be a good idea to have it be a platform for for those other wrestling but but that that's what i'm saying though because then you run into that problem of yeah. like okay now you're paying them so that way they can see which talent gets over the best so that way they can come and cherry pick what they want yeah. you know what i mean you're really putting yourself out there especially when you're in a situation with no contracts yeah so uh, you know it's it's hard it's hard one way or the other and i guess that the global cruiserweight thing is them dipping their toes in the water because all of a sudden new japan is like canon and shit so like yeah, they used to not. T- they never talked about CM Punk's like indie days. Yeah, never. And, and that was only like a few years ago. And now it's just like these guys paid their dues and they were champions in all these other places. And it's like, damn, uh, CM Punk was really ahead of the curve on that one, huh? Everybody. Yep. Well, I mean, you have to solidify these guys as as names straight to the main roster because mm-hmm. there's there's no reason to bring them to NXT and and effectively lose money on them yep. being there. Yep. Because uh, it's not like they won't make money, but they'll make way more money because they already have the yep. recognition. There you go. We did it! I want to thank John S. for the shirt, too, by the way. Thank you. I'm the pride of Mexico. Uh, guys, we did it. Episode 103 of the Go Home Show is in the books. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can. It's easy. We're on Twitter at Go Home Show. You can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, you can at youtube.com slash Bedour. But if you want to join us live and the roughly 100 people who join us every week on uh, twitch.tv slash mega64podcast, you can every Tuesday at 7.45 Pacific time. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, but that's it. Episode 103 of the Go Home Show is in the books. Brian. Is there anything you want to say to these folks before we wrap up this show and take off? I just got to say that I got one more scoop for you guys. Oh, fuck. We're ending it with a scoop? We're ending it with a scoop. The scoop is go home.